Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. You got anything? I mean, I can talk about how going to the doctor makes me feel like shit, and what's why I never go to the doctor, because I feel like every time you go to the doctor, you find something else is wrong with you. Good. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Marcus. I'm Jackie. And, uh, of course, if you guys have any questions or comments for us, please send them to cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we shall answer them for you. we got a couple for you today, but before that, Jackie... You don't like the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor, Marcus. <laughs> I don't. I literally only go when I'm forced to go because I have to. Yeah. And I had to go to two different doctor's appointments today, and I hate them because every time I go, all I do is say, you're you're living a bad lifestyle. <laughs> you should probably change your lifestyle. And I know like that's the thing. And then I like complain to my mother, and she's just like, well... You do. You shouldn't do all the things that you do. But I'm like, what am I going to do? Just stop? Yeah. I can't just stop. And then it just makes me really sad so that I don't go back to the doctor because I don't want to fucking hear it. I went to the doctor a few weeks ago because I was convinced that I had diabetes. Yeah. I for a while. Uh, for quite a few weeks. I had a pain in my leg. And uh, I went to the doctor. I was so fucking terrified that they were just going to say like, oh, yeah, it's too late. And we're going to have to take your leg off. I'm a drummer. Yeah. I need my leg. I need my limbs <laughs> all of them i can't spare one even you know <laughs> i need it well it's not a limb i guess but you know you i get still my need drift. it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i still need it. although in the cowman i would look pretty cool without a nose yeah and also you probably wouldn't have to smell all the sweat stank that's going on up there you're yeah. all a bunch of fucking sweaty ass boys yeah. and by by the way small plug the Cowmen, uh, our band, the my, the band that me and Jackie's boyfriend are in, we have a new single that's on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Skeleton Get Dance. Thecowmen.bandcamp.com. If you're interested. Yeah, it's Small great. shameless plug. But anyways, I went to the doctor, and for some reason, I decided to take my copy of The Stand with me. Oh, God. (laughs) So you're just reading about plagues and just knowing you're going to die? Yeah. I'm in, like, the the poor people clinic, like, waiting to to go in and, you know, see the doctor. And it turns out, uh, and, of course, like, every time someone coughed or something, I'd fucking... I don't know why I do these things to myself. Got to. Uh, But I go into the doctor, and he does all these sorts of tests, and it turns out I just sleep like an idiot. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It just turns out like I, I sleep. Oh, that's right. You sleep with a pillow between your legs. I have to right? now. <laughs> yeah. Because of the way I was sleeping was uh, I would sleep on my side with two knees pressed against each other. And I've uh, been so tense and stressed lately that they uh, were pressing. I was like fucking holding my uh, my thighs together 
during my sleep and pressing my uh, knees together. Uh. It was compressing nerves in my leg. I was gaining permanent nerve damage from Yikes. stress. Not only that, but also uh, grind my teeth real bad when I'm stressed. So it was like my fucking leg was falling off and my teeth were Your falling teeth out. teeth were falling out. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I feel like it's just like one thing on top of the other and it's terrifying and I hate getting older because as you guys know, I obviously have a raspy voice. So I started getting it checked out, trying to find out what's wrong with it because I've been losing my voice a lot lately, which that is again also something that I need mm. very desperately all of the time. <laughs> and like basically I went in today, I had to go undergo all these things and I might have to get surgery and uh-huh. uh, and so I went in t- for speech therapy today, which is mostly a thing for children or someone that has had a stroke. Yeah. And I mean there are other people, but for the most part this woman most. works with children and she was just like I don't understand why you speak the way that you do. She's like, you're too loud. You're too loud. And you need to speak at a normal level. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking talk however I want to fucking talk. But no, I have to talk like this. And I'm going to try. And I've said this in the past. But, you know, it's all about breathing. It's all that fucking stupid bullshit that it's like oh it's all connected to how you breathe which it is it's all connected because the muscles in my neck are tight and i'm straining too much and she's just like you're going to lose your voice forever if you don't start doing these exercises and i was just like come on man (laughs) it's like an eight o'clock in the morning appointment on a wednesday don't make me feel this way and yes she shamed me into it yeah as doctors tend to do. That's what they fucking do. But I still feel like a big pile of shit because I hate getting old. And it's just going to get worse. Man, I kept expecting the doctor to say, like, all right, you need to quit smoking. You need to, you know, quit drinking so I much. I may and all that. have <laughs> fibbed a little <laughs> bit about how much I smoke and drink. Yeah. But, you know, I can't, I mean, you know. What's got the difference? She's yeah. just going to tell you to stop. She's just going to, I know I have to stop. Yeah, we I'm all just, know we have to I stop. I just got to be insane. I was just thinking about it today. I was just like, I'm going to start, I'm going to s- stop smoking today. And then I immediately start getting the rage. Mm. Immediately start like, ah, oh, man, yeah. quitting smoking can, I don't know. We got to talk. I got to just talk to someone about it. Yeah. I got to do something about it. Yeah, I don't want to do it right now. Maybe like in a month or so. I'll yeah. Give myself a month. Yeah, I've been saying in a month or so for a good six months now. I think that's what everyone does. I yeah. think that's the whole thing. And then you end up like my father who is almost 70 and he still smokes. Healthy as a horse. Yeah. Healthy as a fucking horse though. Asshole. <laughs> But yeah. anyway. Yeah. The doctor that I went to, he didn't, I don't think he gave a shit about anything. He was just like, yeah, you're just sleeping wrong. Let's do some blood tests. Here's a tetanus shot. Why'd you get a tetanus shot? Because I cut my, remember when I cut my thumb on the, uh, oh yeah. yeah. So I'm good for 10 years, man. Hell yeah. I, I should probably fucking, get one of those. I can eat rusty nails now. Please don't. I will. Ugh, you <laughs> would smell bad if you did. All the sores in your mouth. Pus. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to questions for the All day. All right. Oh, yeah. you don't want to hear me complain anymore about uh, being old and falling apart? I mean, usually pus. That's, it- the, that's the trigger <laughs> word that we should probably stop talking about what we've been talking about. <laughs> but definitely write in if you understand, please, yeah. about the, how terrifying going to the doctor is because then we can just all lament to each other and just because mm-hmm. it's not even something you can get help with that. It sucks going to the doctor. You're yeah. never going to like it. But we all have to like support each other. And if you're able to, 
go to the doctor to check the shit out. Any of the shit. Go check it out. Do it. All right. First letter is from uh, a girl uh, that she's a very faithful listener, although she wants us to use a different name. Okay. She wants us to use the name Lauren. Lauren. She says, hi, Jackie and Marcus. Yeah. Hello. It took me a few years to admit to myself that I'm bisexual. I'm also in love with a girl for some time now. We're not literally together because she's 3,000 miles away, but we do eventually want to be together. The problem here is my mom. I'm afraid as hell to tell my mom that I'm bisexual because I don't know how she's going to react. Some of my friends say that I shouldn't say anything because the girl I'm in love with isn't where I live. She told me, though, that she wants to save up money to come and see me, and I know that if she ever comes to my neck of the woods, there will be a lot of time spent with her in the hotel room. If you get my drift. I don't understand. Lots of sexual tension. Small bottles of liquor. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm extremely conflicted My mom is pretty much the only family I have Apart from my grandma My dad died five years ago And that side of the family doesn't talk to me anymore Which is a whole other story entirely And I don't want to be thrown out of my house for something Because of my sexual orientation I'm extremely paranoid Any advice? Well, okay, so According to that, then you live with your mom Yes I guess it also does depend on how close you are To your mother as well you know of course no one wants to disappoint their parents when it comes to sexual orientation even though honestly at this point i still don't understand how that's even a fucking thing i don't either but coming from a family that like i i mean we always thought like our our mother always figured that henry and i were gay (laughs) and she always just assumed we were gay and then when i told her i was actually dating a girl she like flipped out of course but at the end of the day you know, and my, I have a very conservative family. She immediately got over it. I immediately didn't see the girl anymore, so it wasn't even a fucking thing. <laughs> and of course, she didn't know about all the random other ones. Yeah, but because uh, you know, you don't call your mother every day. <laughs> but I think that wait. I think that you should wait. I think so too. I think that I think that your friends are right that you don't need to worry about it now. And if she does come into town, fuck yeah, I get a hotel room. Fuck yeah, just like. Break the goddamn bed frame, man. You just fucking do what you fucking do, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it's something that you should be ashamed of hiding, because even if it were a dude that you were, like, if it was a heterosexual meetup, you would also meet at a hotel and bang the shit out of him. You wouldn't bring him over. I mean, it's still not a boyfriend. It's still not a girlfriend. You know, like, you always wait a Mm. while to tell your parents about someone (laughs) yeah i mean for the most part i think so unless you're very close to like unless it's like a gilmore girl situation Mm -hmm. um which it doesn't seem like it is which most people shouldn't have (laughs) (laughs) just throw that in there i I think i mean she she wants to tell her mom that she's bisexual because it sounds like she's pretty close to her they live together says it's pretty much the only family that she has Uh, so, I mean, I understand that, you know, the urge to share something like that because it is an important thing. Yes. Uh, it's a huge part of someone's life. It's not, you know, your entire life. It's not your entire identity because sexuality is not our identity. Right. It's not who we are. Who we fuck is not who we are. Right. Uh, but, or who we fall in love with even is not who we are. Right. Uh, but... I think that I don't think you really need to tell her. Not yet. I don't. Not yet. I, I don't think you need to to come out completely as as bisexual because I would almost think that I'm not sure if this is true. 
uh, or not, and maybe uh, some of you guys out there can illuminate me on this, but I think coming out as bisexual would be, I think that like with gay or straight or being coming out as gay, it's like, all right, that's, you're gay. You're gay. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. But coming out as bisexual, I think that's, I think that would confuse her, I'm sure. Honestly, I, I would say it in a way of, which is exactly what I said, that it did make it go over better. Was it starting it off with like, I mean, you honestly you can't help who you fall in love with. Yeah. No one can. And I was always attracted to the person. And it, like, it wasn't really a thing of gender for yeah. a long time for me that, um, yeah, of course, I find women beautiful and I find men attractive. And if you put it in a way of like, I like her as a person, mm-hmm. I like her spirit and I like the, you know, the way that we are together and I think it makes me better and I think I make her better and I think that together we're a good partnership. And if you put it in a way like that rather than I like girls now yeah, or I sometimes like girls and sometimes like guys because they again, she doesn't need to know the ins and outs. But if you just openly say I am in love with this person, Mm -hmm. then if if you are as close to your mom as we are assuming that you are, then she's going to understand. She might flip out. A lot of moms flip out. A lot of dads flip out. But. They get over it mm-hmm. because it's not the fucking end of the world. And if there is a possibility that she will throw you out of the house, then make goddamn sure that it's important that she needs to know. Yes. Make sure that if that's a possibility, then fucking make sure. Because I also have no, I mean, this girl's in college as well. Uh, so that's probably not the best time to be thrown out of the house. No. Uh, and she's also local uh, as well. And being thrown out of the house in Brooklyn, not going to be as easy as if you live in, say, Omaha, Nebraska. Right. You know, finding a place in Brooklyn is it's pretty hard to fucking do. rough. It's pretty hard. Yeah, exactly. So you better, like, I, just, I would just say, yeah, make sure that you're ready. Because if this thing doesn't work out... And then, you know, and again, it is a huge part of yourself, but it's not a huge part of yourself to your mother because she doesn't see you as a sexual human being. (laughs) I mean, no mother does. And I really don't think until they have to know that you should tell them. I think it's true. Unless they're chill. I mean, there's also a lot of parents out there that you could open and be like, I love this. You know, it's like, and it doesn't really matter. But as someone, I came from a conservative household. I get it. Yeah. The only way they couldn't kick me out was that I didn't live there anymore. So (laughs) (laughs) it makes it much easier. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think it's pretty good. But good luck, though, man. Have a great time in that hotel room. Yeah, fucking do it up. Man, hotel sex is the best. It's pretty great. You could just be so loud. You just don't care and buy all the porn. Oh, I mean, you could God. just watch porn in your room, but it's just not the same. All right, well, let's move on to our next question. Uh, dear Marcus and Jackie, I am a 17-year-old male who lives in a small mountain town in Colorado. First, for context, I was raised in a house with a very similar corporal punishment system to what Marcus has experienced. I have had repeated head trauma, five concussions not related to any sort of abuse, have experience with hallucinogenics, and have a family history of mental illness. 
we have much in common, Marcus. Yes. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't write this in, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> For the past two years now, I've been battling with crippling episodes of paranoia where I can't be around anyone and get trapped in my own mind. I want to know if this is something I should worry about developing worse. I do not have access to a good therapist, and the counselors at my school are very judgmental. Secondly, I'm currently in an open relationship with a girl I am head over heels for, but she is a big fan of fucking with me. I have talked to her about what's going on mentally with me, but this has only fueled the fire. On a number of occasions, she has come to me and whispered in my ear that we need to talk, and then does not say a word the rest of the day, which sends me into a frenzy. She has admitted to me that this was just to fuck with me. She is extremely flirty with other guys, but that is kind of her personality. She is also uber Christian, so is kind of sexually reserved. I think I might love her, but my friends are convinced it is an unhealthy relationship for me. I would vastly appreciate any advice you guys have for me. I love the show. It really helps to hear how other people deal with things. P.S. Last podcast on the left and the round table of gentlemen are beyond fantastic. Please keep recording. Please help. Robert. Cunt! Cunt, cunt, cunt. Fuck, fuck. that <laughs> bitch. It's, Man, ah, fuck that bitch. I filled with rage <laughs> when I fucking read this. It made me immediately so angry. Also, the fact that you like, you think you're in love with her. What do you, you deserve better than that. Everyone deserves better than that. Everyone. Everyone. It doesn't matter how fucking hot she is. It doesn't matter that you think, oh, but I've never felt this way before. You know, you've never felt that way before because I feel like on the inside you were just battling like, do I hit her? Like, should I hit her? Because I know I shouldn't, but it really feels like I want to. Well, especially with the paranoia thing, I'm sure it just makes you even that you just you blame yourself. Yeah, you blame yourself, and like there's something wrong with me. You, there is. I mean, you might have other like like issues with paranoia, but like when it comes to women, that is not your fault. No, she is a bitch. You need to fucking run as fast away from her as possible. Get rid of her, or at Just least get fucking. Rid I mean, of her. maybe it's, that's a little hasty. At least you should at least. I don't know if it is. Tell her, though, why. Yeah. Be like this, this, and you make me feel like I'm crazy, which I feel like that's the hardest part, especially when you open up to someone about how you are mentally unstable if you have, like, issues, Mm -hmm. and you finally open up to someone, and then they just take it, and they use it against you. Yeah. And those are the most toxic people in the fucking world, and she needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. You need to go piece by piece of what she's done and you know and let her know that she was the bitch and that you're not running away from her don't run away from her you take that power and you fucking push her out the door you choose it man you you ain't (laughs) running away you're pushing her away get rid of it because that just makes you more insane She's only making your mental illness worse. Yes. That's all she's doing. And that that's another thing that pisses me off. It's just people do that. They find out about some sort of mental illness and they just push it. They just poke it. Uh, and I don't know why. It's because it's a power trip. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the same. It, it, I don't want, I guess it might be a little heavy, but it's like, it's basically like rape. It's like mental rape. It really is. It's just being like, yeah, you think that you have any kind of control over yourself. You fucking don't. I have control over you. And that's not fucking fair. No. You know, and it it, like there's just so many different ways that people can manipulate other people. And sometimes it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But this girl has fucking issues that she needs to deal with because obviously you said that she's uber christian and that she's sexually reserved which i'm sure has a lot to do with it (laughs) because of the fact not even just like not having sex but her feeling like 
I'm not wanted, no one loves me, like on the inside, even if she doesn't portray it. So she flirts with other guys in front of you mm. and she does all these things like, we need to talk later so that you can be like panting at her heels being like, what is it? Please tell me, please tell me. And she's just like, I'm the queen of the ball. I know I'm the one with the power because she's a fucking cunt. I hate this girl. <laughs> I hope I never fucking meet her on the street. I wouldn't know if it was her or not, but no. I'd think about it. My only one that, do you also picture her being blonde? Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough, though, with a tongue piercing, because I feel like I've known a lot, like, especially in high school, like, girls that were, like, Christian, but also, like, really flirtatious, but would never do anything, all had tongue oh, rings the, for some reason. That is the definition of the extremely Christian high school girl. Yes. Uh, if she's hot. If she's uh, hot. If she's, a, if she's attractive, then, yeah, she's going to be extremely flirty, but is never going to do anything about it, uh, and is going to be a general bitch to just about everyone. It's awful i never understand that weird high horse yeah for people that are so sexually charged like definitely some people of faith that like you are reserved for your and also people not of faith that are reserved that like and like you live your fucking sexual life the way you want to live it Mm -hmm. that's you know that is the i feel like the ability of everyone to have their own private sex life that people don't need to hear about but like flaunting it around like that being like I don't touch, but don't you want to touch me? Like, I just, I think that girls that fucking flaunt shit like that are despicable. Yeah. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. <laughs> you know, it's like, then fucking drop your drawers and let's see you fucking pound it out. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I say. I put my money where my mouth is for years. Got me no dignity, but I... <laughs> I definitely did what I said I was going to do. Oh man, and I feel for you, kid, because I I was I've been trapped by women like this my whole fucking life. She-Ra. <laughs> back in high school, hell, even back all the way to junior high, uh, and even up until I was an adult, you know, still getting trapped by women like women like this, uh, and it's the fucking worst. It makes things so much worse because it, it makes because I I deal with social paranoia quite a bit. I'm much better with it than I used to. Over the years, it's gotten better and better. Uh, but I dealt with social paranoia for, for so long. I hid it very well. Um, but inside, when I was hanging out, when I'd hang out with people, I'd just be going fucking nuts the entire time. Uh, but I would force myself to still be out. What in, would you say to yourself on the inside? Oh, just like, everyone hates me. Okay. Everyone hates me. Nobody likes me. Why did I just say that? Uh, oh, man, now that I said that, that means they're never going to hang out with me ever again. Uh, this is just awful. What am I doing here? Why am I in this place? I need to be somewhere, somewhere else. I have to be. I need to be with people that I'm more comfortable with. But, oh, wait, I'm not comfortable with anybody. Ah, that's right. I hate myself. I hate everybody. Everybody hates me. Why do I hate everybody? Because I hate myself. God. And I would even get into... Uh, like sometimes I would get into these uh, thought loops where I would think that if anyone, and this is I think extremely destructive, and I think this happens with a lot of people who have an extremely negative self-image of themselves, uh, especially you know if they hate themselves like I did uh, and still do sometimes. Uh, but you think if someone likes me, then I don't like them. Like if someone liked me, then I would think that if you like me, there's something wrong with you. Because I suck. Okay. I, I'm the fucking worst. And if someone likes this guy, 
and pointing at myself, then they're going to be a fucking idiot. So yeah. I was drawn to people who didn't like me. Uh, and I, even when I was a kid, I just always drawn to people who didn't like me because I figured if they didn't like me, then they were on to something. Uh, and that went on for years and years and still goes on, uh, you know, not to this day, but it's still, you know, it's still there. Do you think that things like, like for this fellow here, was his name Richard? Uh, Robert. 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 Do you think for like with someone like Robert, since you guys have very similar backgrounds, that like in getting rid of a toxic person like this in your life, do you think that would help with the paranoia? I think it would help, and it's something that I wish I would have done because I spent the entire time just snipping at heels until they got tired of me and got rid of me. Uh, over and over again, like because I just, I just keep going with it and keep getting treated like shit until I was finally uh, tossed away, and then that would again confirm the social paranoia that I had and confirm my thoughts that oh, I'm just such a piece of shit, I'm fucking awful, uh, and it was just a self perpetuating cycle. And man, I wish someone would have told me to fucking do this. I wish someone would have told me to take the fucking power and use it for you know my own purposes uh because i just let that and it's not just women either it's friendships as well mm-hmm. you know just uh i've been so many fucking you know abusive friendships uh with people that i know didn't even really like me that much they just like to have me around as you know i won't n- say like a, a pun oh yeah sometimes a punching bag sometimes just because i would do things for them uh and uh it sucks. It's the fucking worst. I wasted so many, so much time uh, on shit like that, and on and on people like that, uh, and it's the fucking worst. But that's a, a good thing to remember too: is that a lot of mental illness is a perpetuating cycle. That like, r- like reminding yourself that you find yourself in these cycles again, like what you were saying, like that loop of what's inside of your head that you need to make a choice to break it, which is hard to do because it, you're pretty much almost unable to do it. Mm. But trying to make some kind of change in your life, in your way of thinking of things like that, where like, you know, trying to do something different, trying to put yourself into a situation where you're like, this is okay. Yeah. Stop talking. Stop talking to myself. Stop it. This is okay. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Which, I mean, it probably won't last very long that you will be fine. I'm sure it will slowly descend into a state of paranoia again, especially when you have social anxiety. But I feel like the more that you force yourself to do these things, like like with Robert and cutting this fucking wart out of his life, <laughs> that like things like that, that's just like baby steps of like, you can overcome this. And, you know, if you are able to eventually talk to a therapist and, talk, you know, get help, mm-hmm. that is the main thing to do. But if there's something that, like, that you're just not able to do that right now, then talk to yourself. You got to just, like, break through it. Yeah. You got to, like, write it out. Like, if you are having an internal, like, conversation against yourself, then, like, write the rebuttal on a piece of paper, you know? Like, make it almost like a debate. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah, like, of, like, why you are valuable why Mm -hmm. you are like why these nice people like you and why they're not weird you know and at least you do have some friends that said that your relationship was unhealthy which yay for fucking them because they are completely right (laughs) 
Hell yeah, man. I think that you can get past this. Oh, easily. This is not a big deal. And the paranoia stuff. I mean, did you think it got worse as it got older? Or you thought think it got better? Or you think it's different for everyone? I think it's different for everyone, and especially how you handle it. Yeah. Uh, I think if I would have thought earlier about getting help, cause I didn't go and I didn't start going into therapy until I was, until a year ago. Uh, and man, if I would have gone into it like five, six, seven years ago, shit, man, I don't even know where I'd be now. I think I I. I think I would just be a happier, healthier person. The uh, earlier start. Oh, that, yeah, just get an earlier start. And I'd love, love to have had an earlier start over it. Um, but it sucks that the counselors at school are judgmental. You know, that You know that that happens, I think, a lot with school counselors. Yeah, because um, they see the same age group. Yeah. It's got to be hard that you don't see, like, a big, di- like, a dynamic change of ages. Mm-hmm. It's just, and also they're, you know, in the education system and a lot of those people don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks, but I think it's the truth. You know, it's like by judgmental, I think he probably means that they have stock answers to every question that they just give over and over and over again. Right. uh, Without tailoring it to each specific uh, student. Yeah. My counselor in, uh, in high school was a judgmental as fuck. Fuck. Oh, so she was mine. The worst. Oh my god. I think that's just what they do. Like, especially in high school, I feel like cuz they're like, "Oh, I I especially like an older counselor, they just they they forget what it's like to be a teenager and I am honestly convinced of that and that they just are like, "You'll be fine." Yeah. You're fine. And it's like, "I'm not fine. I'm thinking about things that I shouldn't be thinking about. I need help." And like, especially someone that is proactive on their help. How dare you fucking judge anyone that's looking for help? Yeah, I think it's I think it's shit. I think that you should just go be a fucking go be a PE teacher then. Yeah, go be a math teacher. <laughs> like it's just the same principle over and over again. Like go do that. Don't try and help people because anyone that is asking for help deserves help without judgment. Yeah, always and always remember that too. If you ever feel that like everyone is judging you for how you feel. It's no, you were being smart. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of yourself, which very few people do anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, I don't know if he doesn't have access to a therapist, then, you know, there's not much you can do. Uh, or maybe outside of the college. Yeah. I mean, he's in high school, I think. He's 17. Oh, he's in high school. Yeah. That's why they're so fucked up. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Give it a year then. Yeah, if you're going it, to college. Seriously, give it a year. And then the counselors at colleges are much, much They better. are. It's high, high school is the worst. I swear. But the counselors in college changed my life. Yeah. And it sucks to have to even wait at all. But I think that if you can be, if you're already conscious of it, then you're already ahead of so many people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't even, aren't even aware of how they think of things that not even able to put it down into an email to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. especially at 17, which means that, like, you were on a good path. You will, you can do this. Yeah. It took me so long to figure out that there was anything wrong with me. For the longest time, I thought the way I thought was the way everyone thought. That's right. just the way it is. Like, that's just the way uh, life works. And it's not. It can be so much fucking better. Yeah. So, yeah. Just wait a little bit. Get rid of this girl. And... um. 
just try to talk yourself down. Yeah. When you're getting those, you know, horrible, uh, crippling paranoia, just try to talk yourself down. And, just and talk know. to your friends about it, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like... At if least you have friends. That's I mean, the thing. That's, that's great. And friends who obviously care about you. And if you can talk to them about stuff, and I don't know if you have already, but, you know, just use them as a source. It's hard to talk to your parents, especially when you're 17, about that shit as well. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, that is another judgmental, usually, relationship no matter what you want to believe. Um, but I think that, yeah, talk to them about it too. Or talk to another teacher about it. Yeah, if you have a, a teacher that you're close to. I mean, I, I don't. not everyone does. I know I did in uh, I did in high school. Uh, yeah. But not everyone does. But if you do, then, you know, like, or any adult that has a little bit more of a, a grasp on you know, somebody that you can side. have a conversation with because we're somewhat adult-ish. Not really. But not really. You know, and we're also, you know, not having a conversation with you. And you need to have a conversation with someone. Yeah, especially someone that knows you that, like, you can tell the teachers that are a little... It's like, you've dealt with shit, huh? Like, mm. I know you've done some <laughs> shit in the past. Let's talk about that. You know, most of them, I bet, are eager to talk to you about it. Because when I was going through all the shit, all the stuff that I used to do, I had one of my teachers that called me out on it. And he's like, I did all of that stuff. Mm. He's like, you're too young. And I'm just like, I mean, how old were you when you did it? And he's like, well, we're not talking about me here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, that's the thing. Is that? But then I found someone that I could talk to about that stuff because he immediately at first was like oh you shouldn't and then was like okay well obviously you're going to so at least come to me if you have any questions and i did and i talked to him openly about a lot of stuff and i think that it's really important even it like like i said because the counselor at my school fucking sucked too mm. but uh, i think the like finding someone else to talk to you know, therapists also don't have all the answers all the time anyway. No. Especially, count. Cal- I mean, counselors are just fucking glorified safety cones. <laughs> in a high school, at least. <laughs> Not all of them. I'm sure there's a lot of amazing ones out there. I just didn't happen to have one. Yeah. I only um, had I experience with one, and you mm. didn't seem to have one either, my so. My God, she was the worst. <laughs> she was my enemy. Really? In high school, yeah. I ha- Well, I had many enemies among, yes, the, uh, among the faculty. Uh, I had one ally. A- ally and many enemies. Yeah, Miss Harton, Miss Hasty. Was it H's that bothered you? I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our uh, last letter for All today. Right. Uh, and this is a follow-up email uh, from a guy that we gave advice to, who uh, was living in a, a very toxic home. Uh, mother and stepfather uh, were. Uh, fighting all the time. Uh, you know, he couldn't handle it. Uh, he also was trying to decide between two girls. We told him to go for one of the girls. Uh, and let's uh, let's uh, hear from uh, the follow-up. Let's hear from uh, Frank. All right, he says, uh, Dear Jackie and Marcus, So I have moved out of my mother's and stepfather's place and have a less toxic home environment. My mother is divorcing my stepfather as well. In regards to the first email I sent you, I heeded your advice for the most part. I forget what names I gave to the people in question. I did, however, stop talking to the girl you thought I should get closer to after she got arrested for meth possession. That surprised me, to say the least. Marcus, in response to my very first email, you told me to wait for life to get better. It hasn't. 
The misery just changes form. Now, instead of a violent home, I have found myself alienated from everyone around me. The more time I spend with people, the less they want to see me. I don't think my stepdad was so bad anymore. If he truly was the evil man I thought he was, uh, he would have hit my mother when she filed for divorce. He is instead taking it in stride. He is quite sad but hasn't done anything in anger. I think it was me that drove him to anger. Maybe that's just what I am. A creature that brings chaos with it wherever it goes. Makes sense to me. Most of my family thinks I'm the next James Holmes. The exact words were borderline terrorist. I have no tribe either. My life has become schoolwork and getting drunk alone on Ben Kissel proportions, or from what I understand of his drinking habits from various podcasts. You are correct. Yes, yes, yes. Ben Kissel drinks way too much. Uh, But he's also, you know, six, seven, and 260 pounds. Yeah. Still sad. And still, still sad. It's still very sad. <laughs> <laughs> School's out for the summer, and I hate it because now I'm all alone. I suppose I always was, though. I just deluded myself into thinking otherwise. Is this what life amounts to? Uh, it seems as though the answer is yes. Does life have hope? If so, how? Cave dweller Frank. All right. So let's start off with your mother and your stepfather. Yeah. That you... It is wonderful that, you know, they are getting a divorce. I think that a lot of what I'm gathering from this email is that you are blaming yourself for a lot of shit that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. That I think that it's very similar to the last person we were just talking to. It's those paranoid episodes that it's obviously me that's the problem. Yeah. You know, it's it's not everything else that you said, like, your stepfather obviously wasn't that bad because he didn't hit your mother when she filed for divorce. No. Th- that is That sounds no. like a piece of shit that was defeated finally. Yeah. And by the way, if you were the problem, then she would not have divorced him after you left. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's your first hole in logic right there. Not the, your fault. Not your fault at all. You did not make him a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. He yeah. is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he can't hit her anymore. You know, there's no, it's done. It's over. And you're right. I, I guess, I just, don't blame yourself for that. No. He's not a nice person. And there can be not, like, just because you're not in the equation doesn't mean that you were obviously the problem. It just means that he was done. Yeah. You know, angry people also get done fighting once the other side raises the flag at some point Mm -hmm. after years and years of abuse. Sometimes, you know what? He doesn't want to fucking do it anymore either because it's miserable. Yeah. He can move on to his next fucking victim. Exactly. That's still fresh. Yeah. That's what he wants. I mean, he's fucking... He's tired out this one, and now he wants to move on to a new fucking relationship, and it's fucking awful. Yeah. He's a bad person, and you're good, to, and it's good that you have him out of your life now. And that was not your fault. No, not at all. At all. And secondly, the girl, not your fault. Either. Not your fault. No, not your fault that you know you you know because not your fault that she seemed cool and she ended up being a meth head. Like you know, it shit happens. People sometimes people are not who you think they are. Uh, and Unfortunately, a lot, a lot, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times people aren't who you think they are. That what we present to the world and who we actually are are mostly two very different things. That's how relationships go. You know, it's like you get into a relation. And by the way, thank Christ you didn't get into a big relationship with this girl and then find out that she yeah, was afterwards. a method afterwards. Like, 
thank fuck. He's also right. with like you know the last thing you need is also to get involved with it. It's a sinkhole. Mm. It's like talk about a lot. Like that's uh, if she can get clean and she can get over it and she can do that all that stuff. Mazel tov, because it is fucking hard as hell, and you now know that's an X marks the spot. Yeah. You know, if she tries to come back into your life afterwards, I think that's a, a good lesson in the start of you can't always trust everyone. Not that you should be closed off. No. Not that you should have the walls up to every single person you meet, but you tread lightly, and that if someone, you know, it's not always, everything is not always what it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if it's too good to be true, it is. Yeah. You know, and like it, it's a good shitty fucking lesson to learn. I think we've all learned it in a lot of various terrible ways. But th- there's also people that have goodness that you can tell when you first meet them that you can trust them. Yeah. You know, like don't forget that there are people like that out there as well. Absolutely. And it's I don't think that's I mean, just you got to move on. Sometimes just shit happens with people and it's not your fault and it sucks but has to just keep going man uh and it's next you know just talking about the intense loneliness that he that you have it's like yeah really you have to ask yourself is like when you say the more time i spend with people the less the less they want to see me is that in your head that's something that is just like just like the last guy. Is that just something that you're telling yourself, uh, or is that actually true? And if that is actually true, then ask yourself why. I mean, I I think you have to do that. Sometimes yeah. you do have to look at yourself, and if someone does, if people don't want to hang out with you, then you have to ask yourself why. And I think that that's this next step is now you're ob- obviously identifying the problem, what you said, but people have called you the next James home and all that stuff. It's like, all right, okay, fuck them. You need to get to this next step of, okay, exactly. Why? What is it? What am I doing? How can I change it? Because the need to change is what is going to rocket ship you into helping you become an actual human being Mm -hmm. not that you aren't an actual human being now but like it's all of that second guessing and blaming yourself and you know it's it's a lot of like with like i know a few people with personality like disassociation disorders and things Mm -hmm. like that where like you do things and you act in a certain way to push people away and then you say well everyone doesn't like me yeah because but it's like you're acting that way to push them away because you don't want to be close to anyone because you don't trust anyone. Yep. And so now it's the healing process of trying to get rid of even just like the memories invested inside of your body of your stepfather, of that girl with the meth addiction, of any other person that's hurt you in your life that has just settled their way into your chest Mm -hmm. that makes you say, I'm the one that made them not good people. So obviously, exactly what Marcus was saying, that you feel this way whenever someone likes you or tries to get close to you when you were in the past, that mm. you were like, well, what's wrong with them? Yeah, They have an issue. But that's just projecting your self-hatred. And you need to, you gotta sit down with yourself. You gotta have a long talk with yourself if you can get help. Of course, we always are recommending getting help just to talk it out. But also, you need to talk to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Sometimes you do. Ha- you can and must solve your own problems. Yeah, like, because you only you is inside of your head. Yeah, 
I mean, at least maybe not solve, but at the very least address and figure out what's going on with you. Uh, because then if you go to a, if you say you do eventually get help, you can go to the uh, therapist and you can be months ahead when you, if you just go and say like, listen, this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. This is what I want to fix. Verbalize it. Verbalize write it down. It. You know, if you, if you, I think if you go to a therapist, it's much more helpful to do that rather than just going in and saying, boy, I'm just depressed. You know, but if you go in with definite goals, because therapy is also all about goals and about saying what recognizing what you don't like about yourself or what is destructive to your own life and working towards fixing those things. Uh, So knowing yourself before you do that is very, very helpful. And that's where you find your hope. Yeah. I mean, you said you're looking for hope and, you know, is there, is it out there? Yeah, it's right fucking inside you, man. You have to find it, though. You, you have to do it for you because that is the hope is waking up every morning and being like, I like these things I'm going to work on today. Like, I, I, it's so important to push yourself forward, whether it's creatively, whether it's, you know, in your love life, whether it's emotionally, mm. to make yourself better. Not that anyone's ever wrong, you know, it's like everyone feels differently, but in ways of like waking up and being like, okay, today I'm not going to, you know, blow up because I dropped something on the floor. Like, I'm not Mm going to scream at everyone around me today, you know, and then you drop something on the floor and you look at it and you start to feel it. And then I usually just go into the bathroom and I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, you dropped it on the floor. Yeah. Get over it. It's fine. It's nothing. No one's laughing at you. No one's making fun of you behind your back. And that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Every day when I feel when I feel some kind of rage coming on, anytime I feel that flutter in myself, everyone's got something. Everyone has something that makes them feel a certain way that is a little unstable. Mm-hmm. And it's just looking yourself dead in the eye and telling yourself to just drop it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I know it sounds, I just think it's that hard. It's hard. It's really hard and it takes it practice. Sucks. It's not going to work the first 200 times. No. But eventually it will start to work. And it does. Like I, I, it's taken me years, but it really does work. And like you just, you got to check in with you, man. You got to hit that reset button every day and you just got to say that, you know, you can be the positive force in your life. Mm hmm. And as far as the James Holmes thing and people calling you a border, or the exact words borderline terrorist, I feel you on that, man. People have been calling me a psychopath since I was a kid. Uh, I don't know what it is, if it's something about my eyes that are crazy or just about shit that I say that I don't think is weird or like or fucking strange or anything like that. I'm just making conversation. Uh, or my responses to things i don't know what it is but ever since i was a kid people and to this day people still call me a psychopath and they talk about how you know i'm going to be a serial killer and how they get and yeah yeah i like to make things out of bones i like to make things out of bones it's fine it's weird i know it's weird i know i'm a weird dude but it still fucking hurts like it's still uh it's still it still does cuz there are some Things that I have to fight within myself like there are because you can't only get told that stuff for so long before you start to believe it a little bit is that I have a rage inside myself that I keep 
very much under control uh, and have kept under control for a long time. And it comes from partly because like my, my dad was an extremely angry person when I was growing up and I didn't want to be that I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be extremely angry and yelling and all that. So I've I keep very close control under that. You know, it's not that I don't know what's going to happen or whatever. Uh but there is when people call you shit like that it hurts and you start to think maybe I am that guy. Maybe I am a fucking psychopath. Maybe I am a borderline terrorist. Uh and don't fucking listen to him. Just don't listen to them. You are who you decide you want to be. Also, people are just so willy-nilly to, like, pick on anyone that is different. Yeah. Still. I mean, it's just, like, it, in any kind of way, it's like, you're not like me. You're you're a weirdo. It's like, yeah. oh, get over it. Yeah. And also, but even at the same time, it's like, if it's someone that's especially, like, older than you or, some, you know, someone that you respect that is telling you something like that, I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but ask them why. Yeah. Like, why did you just say that? Oh, I've never asked anyone why. I'm terrified for the answer. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that we're telling him to look inside of himself and, like, to ask himself those questions. Then why not point out to someone being like, okay, you just said something harmful and hurtful to me. Mm. So why did you say that? Yeah. Why don't you make them think about it for a second? And, of course, you said, like, yeah, I'm sure you're probably terrified of the answer. But maybe it could also enlighten you on something that like i didn't even know i came off that way yeah like i didn't mean to come off that way I, I don't know why you saw it as that way like you said where you didn't know if it was the way you smiled or the look in your eyes or just like them or are you just being a judgmental piece of shit yeah and most of the time that's what it is then think of then you want to make them think about it for a second mm-hmm. because also that also gives you back the power as well yeah. where it's like you hurt me and it's like i'm not gonna hurt you back but i'm gonna make you think about what you said for a second yeah because words hurt and they still they doesn't matter how old you are words still hurt mm-hmm. and i think that especially for words like that they have such a power to um, give you a huge fucking complex about it. Yeah, yeah they, they should call think me about Jeffrey it. Dahmer. That was the big one in my day. Jeffrey Dahmer was the big uh, fucking psychopath. At least and you, James Holmes is the big psychopath these days. So. But I mean, at least you guys both got compared to good-looking serial killers. <laughs> so I will give you guys that. Yeah, we did. You think James Holmes is good-looking? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's no John Wayne Gacy. All right. <laughs> all right we got to get out of here uh but if uh any of you guys have any questions uh or comments send us an email cavecomedyradio gmail.com and we'll get to you on the next show yeah please do man have a great week guys let's talk to you next week later